Chapter 1 Reporters crowded the narrow dock. Do you have new information about your father's disappearance, Mr Villiers? Justine nosed the white yawl into the berth. She sensed the yachts glide and at the right moment used the reverse thrust of the propeller to stop the boat and tuck the stern in close. How did you find the boat? Did he leave a note? Table Mountain loomed above the buildings of the Royal Cape Yacht Club. Had she expected otherwise? Did she imagine the vast, flat-topped rock, in place since the cooling of the earth, would have crumbled on the death of her father? How would he feel about you finishing the circumnavigation for him? A square-bodied woman in jeans, who Justine assumed to be a yacht club member, made fast the stern mooring line. Reporters handled the others. Justine adjusted the fenders, then went below to shut down the engine. Her reflection in the big bulkhead mirror confronted her in the sudden silence of the cabin. Corkscrews of salt-stiff red hair sprang out at all angles when she pulled back the hood of her foul-weather jacket. She moved down the single step into the saloon and leant across the mahogany table, pushing her face up to the glass. Blue eyes stared back out of whites cobwebbed with red. Sleeplessness, not tears. She had not cried, would not cry. Crying was the device least likely to bring him back. Mr Villiers, what do you think happened? Were you scared out there? She slid quickly into the little alcove on the starboard side, her refuge. Her father had redesigned the interior layout to include this place where she could paint. It was a sanctuary where she reworked her life in dark-rimmed slabs of robust colour, the colours of Gauguin. Her equipment and works in progress, mostly seascapes and African village scenes after Gauguin's style, were stowed in clever racks and drawers. With eyes half-closed, she tried to block the voices outside, to lose herself in the small painting above the desk. Two figures leant into each other, Prussian blue boundaries separating the planes of brown and yellow flesh where they overlapped. Beside the painting was a photograph of her father, big shoulders, big head framed by a visible, vigorous aura. The two men in her life, Paul Gauguin and Peter de Villiers, her only intense relationships. With men in general, she flirted and babbled in shallows, while at more profound depths she cultivated detachment. Only these two she allowed to touch her. Both of them safe now, both dead. There were faces at the portholes. Justine, you owe us a few words about Peter. Her father had been a media favourite, but what did they think she could tell them? She was stupid with fatigue, and the reporters knew at least as much as she did. Lost at sea. He was gone, drowned, on the final leg of his useless, macho, exhibitionist world voyage. An unsupported voyage, of course. With all the tacticians and other backup that solo sailors get now, even girls could do it, he had said. Even girls could sail alone around the world. But with that sort of support, they might as well stay home and watch it on TV for all the effort it took. Not for PMF de Villiers, the way of girls. He was to do it the man's way. Well, he'd failed. In the same way any girl could fail, support teams notwithstanding. Overboard somewhere west of Madagascar. It was just over two weeks since a ship's report had been sent through from Durban. The Phoenix had been sighted wallowing with only storm sails set.
Justine had flown to the tiny French bed.